you got to let it wait, and you got to let it wait. You got to have that effect. Oh, although we know in radio, it's great to talk over, right? So we're doing that. We just that was awesome. I do that with the political. I mean, not the political. With the uh, Southern Gospel show. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you got to. Well, you know, people that aren't in radio, you and I both our backgrounds in radio. Yeah, um, we learn. You almost learn instinctively before they had the countdown on on intros. Right. You kind of distinctively learn even with a new song. Yeah. When to come in and when to stop. And the new thing right now that they're doing on um, on Southern Gospel is there. You look over there and there's a minute and a half left of, mm-hmm. in the song. Yeah. And it's like it ends. Right. And then they bring it back in. They do that a lot. Yeah. It's it's just a. It's, it's like so a routine. reprise, kind yeah. of a reprise. Yeah. Or how about this one where they get to the end of a song and then they just slow it down and they do all the runs everybody's doing runs you got four oh. people in a quartet going ah, 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 ah. oh yeah and then someone and has to fit burn and one note <laughs> hello you do a good one i got let all po you <laughs> that's so funny gotta, that's, like, that's my gift there was, that some, was it there was some guy that's last fun. night doing a run on uh, <clears> the <throat> voice and i'm telling you i'm about to come out of my seat sometimes it's like i, I don't mind i think it's a neat gift to have but sometimes you can just be dead dog to death yeah but you got to be careful not to eat and have the runs that's for sure you know you, you could what, what eat, eat and have the runs yeah, you got to be oh, careful. Oh, that kind yeah. of runs. That kind of runs, yeah. That's well, speaking definitely... of that. <laughs> oh, speaking of... I've been around that lately. <laughs> a lot of brown during this time of year. Oh, there is. I tell you, I, I had the opportunity to fly yesterday, and the trees oh, are did? just absolutely oh, really. Yeah, I, that's the first time I've flown that did airplane. Did you take any pictures? No, but I did send John a text, <clears> and he got, he got a little bit out of whack with it. He said, don't text and fly that. Did he really? Yeah. Then you see a picture like this. Yeah, it's like, just take the wheel. Yeah, take yeah, take my hands off the wheel, <laughs> or and, do put a blindfold on and go like this to yourself. Yeah, I should. You're I could on do the that. ground, but he doesn't know it. He doesn't that, know that. I could do that. I just turned off the engine, John. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> this is called silence. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was actually the, the first time that I have flown that airplane. I've never flown that airplane oh, before. Oh, man, by yourself. Well, you never no, really. I've never you, flown it, not period. Even, well, how, did it feel any different? It's like a car. Did, did it have a certain well, feel? Well, I've been flying a bigger airplane lately, and so I went back to a, just this little smaller airplane. Mm-hmm. and it. Um, it's just the beginning, job. Just all the bumps. I mean, it's just like you feel the bumps more in a smaller plane than you do a bigger plane, uh-huh. but I'm used to that. I, I've flown in Braxton County for five years now, and it's like Frank uh, Grindo, a buddy of mine, and I – we flew up to Buchanan yesterday, just testing out. The, here's a, mm-hmm. He's a mechanic, and yeah. we were just testing out the airplane. And it was, yeah. You didn't get any stutters or anything. No. Blade, blade stopping and starting. And no, it was all good, man. <laughs> low battery. You. Low battery, yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> no. The only thing we have, I have to do a transponder check. I have to fly to Morgantown to do a transponder check because it's showing two airplanes instead of one. <laughs> We called we call, uh, called uh, Clarksburg Approach yesterday. Was it two for the price of one kind of thing? I guess, but you don't want that. It showed the right altitude, but it just says, uh, he says, is there two of you? And I said, no, not two of us. Well, you know uh, you know where the word Lear comes from? No. Learjet? I have no clue. The, uh, the person that made him, his last name was Lear. Right. Uh-huh. And his daughter, true story, guess what his daughter's name is? Jet. Chandra. Chandra? Put it together. Chandra, I don't get last it. Last name, put the last name with it. Chandelier. Oh, seriously, that's a true story. That's really her name. Yep. 
That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, but the Learjet is that his last name, the guy that made him. I knew of a, uh, I knew a, a, a daughter. Her dad worked for Learjet in Georgia. Really? Yeah, she, uh, she was real sweet. Her name was her name is Hannah, and uh, she ended up marrying a lawyer. Works in ministry and oh, wow. does a lot of does a lot of good. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, but her her connections. Dad, oh yeah, it's all about connections. Yeah, it is. It really is. So we've been having a lot of fun and just trying to get the hangar set up and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, is there a lot to do there? I know you rent a. A, a hanger. Yeah. Do you have to do a lot, or is there a lot to it? Or? Well, not really. But man, what do you think? What do you think about the heat that I've been taking? By, about buying an airplane? It's like is a preacher not supposed to buy an airplane? <laughs> I haven't seen them. I just saw where Jay said you're stupid or, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> I think somebody, it had to do with you flying. I don't think it was it had to do with you buying. Somebody a commented uh, <clears throat> on our messenger the other day and said that. Uh, that uh, I shouldn't be having an airplane. It's like okay, preachers are supposed to be poor. Here's but the right, thing John, about it, it's, a, it's a, just a mindset, and you're in a state. And what you mirror, you're in West Virginia. Yeah, you go to any rural redneck area, and we're not all red. I'm not trying to put down our state at all, but I I own property in areas like that. And I know the mindset. Yeah, and they it's, don't they don't own a checking account. These people that tell you this. Law that they don't even own a checking account, John. That that's how little money they their money flows in and out immediately, and they'll they'll do money orders and things. They they don't even have very seldom ever have someone in my property that uh, or any of the properties we've had that have a checking account. See, I believe <clears throat> I believe that a person I believe in prosperity. Now, I think I'm, it's I, awesome. I I'm not one awesome. of these. I'm not one of these prosperity preachers that says send me a thousand dollars and God will bless you. I'm, I've ne- I never ask for money except for the end where if you want to be a part of it, if you want, if you want to give to the ministry. But one thing that one thing that does bother me is the fact is that you know the airplane that I own doesn't cost the church a thing. No, the church doesn't. It, it's not even in the church's name. It's no, in my name, and it, and yeah, so no. the church doesn't even pay for it. And I've been saving a long time, and and so why not? John, there was a gentleman that had a really, really nice car. I mean, one of the top cars, right? Right. And they were talking about the heat he he takes for that. And then they shared this. They said, well, here's a part of the story you don't know. This man has given away over 100 cars. Isn't that something? And God, if God wants to bless you. Yeah. I realize there's, I, you know, I have, I struggle a little bit with ministries where you have so much money that you have houses all over the world. You got, I mean, I, not that I'm jealous. I don't mean that at all. I right. don't care. Uh, God bless them any way he wants. That's up between them and God. It's not my thing. But when you're begging people for money. Yeah, so that, that you can get that. When you have that, well, not necessarily that. It's just that they write books and they make all kinds of money. God bless them. Yeah. But when you get up there with that kind of wealth and say, I need your money for the ministry, it doesn't mean they don't need it. Right. But maybe you should have a little less. That's just a thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against prosperity at all. In fact, I said to the class Sunday morning, I said, do you know why I believe that God wants us well? Yeah. I said, how much more could you do for him well than sick? Yeah. How much work? And then I went to the next step. How much work could you do with him if you are prosperous? Mm-hmm. I said, you can't pay the bill the person in front of you unless you have it in your pocket. That's it. I said, if God, God may tell you, put this in your pocket today yeah. or put this in your account today. And you don't know why. And you go out and all of a sudden God says, bless them. Folks, if you're not faithful at A, you're not going to be able to fulfill it on B. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to turn the page. I use that expression. You need to turn the page every day. They're all connected. Right. In that notebook, they're all connected. 
And you know, when you send a letter out to someone, you usually put down page one of 12. Yeah. To let them know that the whole document is there, right? Right. Well, this is page one of infinity. Right. You, you got, this is all connected. So what you do today and how you're faithful, God is preparing you. And I'm going to talk about this when we start in just a minute about how God does things for different purposes. Yeah. But I told the class, I said, God uh, God wants you prosperous. Now, I said, I'm not a name it, claim it, grab, brag, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, grab it, bag it, no, it's, bag it, it's, grab it's, it. No, it's a name it, claim it. Um, uh, well, I just, my mind's went blank. You said, you said it the other day, and <laughs> I, I thought did. it was really good. Well, uh, Okay, uh, what about this one? The uh, I attend the first bath of Bethel. Blab, 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 blab it, grab it. Sorry. Blab it, grab it. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was going to forget it again probably. But but I attend the first <laughs> bath of Bethel, Baptocostal, Seven-Day Orthodoxal, Lutheranian, Mormon Witness, non-denominational church. You got it down. Yeah. I, for years, I've never forgot it. You know, it's, I've never forgot that. It stayed, didn't it? Yeah. But one thing I can tell you is that most people pay $20,000 more for their car than what I paid for that airplane. John, first of so all, I thought that was first really, of all, really I, a great buy. I'm excited. Oh, I am too. I'm excited for you. I think it's awesome. You worked hard for it. Uh, you did it on your own dime. You 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 pressed out when you're about ready to give up on flying, and God did it. Same thing with the daycares that God's helped you to start. Uh, oh, so faithful. God, 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 is. God is blessing you. God is helping you, and we need to just stop this stuff. I mean, we don't want to call it jealousy. But if someone gave them a plane, what do you think they would do, John? Crash it. Well, well, that, but, well it wasn't good. Because you don't know how to yeah. fly it, so you go crash it. And there's a lot to it. Man, you talk to me a lot about flying and getting ready for your tests and all this stuff. And it's it's really amazing, the things. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. And but, I know you're getting ready to get your license completed. Yeah. And you got yourself your own plane. I think it's awesome. I'm so excited. And I hope there's a leer in the future for you. Buddy, I tell you, wouldn't that be awesome? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it would be. Because well, you, you would just use it for Jesus. I know you. Well, that's just who you are. I believe in what uh, I believe in what he's doing, and I believe this airplane is going to be used for that too. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of traveling in the in, in the job that I yes. have, and so you know it's it's exciting. And and John, I I can't tell you how I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. Right. And you know, it's I thought amazing. I'd be stuck behind a desk all my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, behind a desk in banking and flying swans. Yeah, but you know, it's just it's God and and. I'm so thankful. But let me tell you what I do. There's in in the pay that I get, there's a it, it's like it's round it rounds to the middle. It's so there's like a fifty dollar bill left over. Mm-hmm. And I put that in my billfold every week. Oh. And I put that in my billfold and my that's that's my giveaway money. That's awesome. Every every and you do, week and you do that. Every folks. week he does do that. Every week I want to give away fifty dollars to somebody. And Can I also say this is Pastor Appreciation Month. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, dang! I forgot about that. But but I learned <laughs> I learned a lot of giving, John, from you. Mm-hmm. I learned oh, that from you. you. Thank you. And um, you know, and I learned it from you. And I'm thinking, you know, John gives away, you know, a lot of money. And I'm thinking, Dag, you know, that's really awesome. And I need to start doing that. And guess what? You need to also, you need to give money away and bless somebody today. Uh, I would love for a minister to get up and talk. You know, they say things like, um, "We're standing on chapter uh, three eighteen. God's telling me if you give three hundred eighteen dollars." 
You know? Oh, I'm... and I said, folks, I could handle that if it was if you were telling me to do that to any ministry, then I'd, I'd be I could say, okay, fine. But when, because you know it's going there, you have, you have to have wisdom, John. You do. We need wisdom because uh, God can take care of anything. He doesn't cause all things, but He causes it to work together if we believe in Him. There's a stipulation on everything that God does. Yeah, and we can. And my my quote yesterday, one of them was, uh, "You cannot earn God's favor." but you can hinder it. I saw that when I typed it in this morning. I thought, man, I, I like that. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, so I use, I used that uh, in my, my sharing yesterday. And I was so grateful. Dustin did an awesome job yesterday in following up, and I could have said the same thing. He said, I've been chewing and eating on your message last Sunday all week. Oh, Jesus. I have all week, constantly reviewing it. It was just that wonderful. Oh. And Dustin followed up with that with a great message. And... Uh, he just, uh, I think he nailed it. I think he did a great job. Yeah, and powerful. so, so yeah, so uh, we, need to, uh, we need to eat the word. We need to get you the really word do. in our heart. I mean, yeah. we really do. And, and I'm telling you, there's just such, such revelation that, I, like on yesterday, you know, yesterday's podcast, that it says, whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize. I know that. That, that we tell he- heaven to move. John, when you put we that, tell hell to move, we it, tell both of them to move because of who we are in Christ. It says bind and loose. It goes back and forth, doesn't it? It does. And then you put that scripture with my will be done on earth yeah. as it is in heaven. I told the class yesterday, I said, guys, or Monday, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sunday morning. I said, guys, I said, God wants us to start practicing heaven here. That's good. Yeah, he does. He wants you well. He wants you prosperous. John said, I wish you be well. Not get healed, be well. Right. We need to we need to pray over staying well. Is that is that more of a what was it you said one time about about that it, uh, about staying well instead of being healed? It, oh yeah, staying, you, staying well is more of a, a witness in it. Well, uh, staying well is just a it's a powerful statement to everyone around you. Uh, whenever you're walking in health, instead of like I said, if you need a miracle, you have to have a crisis. Yeah. I don't want a crisis, and I'm no. not saying things don't hit you. We have great, great men and women of faith that get hit with things, and the Bible tells us in a lot of ways with tribulation. Yeah. <laughs> so be ready, but also if we are walking in it, we don't have to accept that what comes after us. Right. When you get hit with something, we talk about finances on the way home Sunday and different things, uh, and Cynthia shared that one little story about how God helped me to find some earbuds I had, uh, how God turn that into Cynthia brought something to light on that, that I didn't think uh, she said to me, she said, God wanted you to find, we went out together to look for him. Couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. I went to the same place and found him. She said, God wanted you to find him. That's good. I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. And I never thought of it that way, but it blessed me. Right. Because I thought God cares so much that um, he says, if you being evil, the underlined word that evil. If you being evil, I think that was referring to unsaved. If you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly Father want to give you the Holy Spirit? Yes. So we uh, we're just waiting. We're we're just waiting for ourselves to catch up to God. Yeah. Uh, because God's already said, "I've done it. I paid a price for it." Some some people still believe today, John, that that God gave them a sickness to teach them something. That's that's a house divided against itself. 
He said by my stripes you were healed. If he paid that price, you know, John, he didn't have to do that. He could have just died on the cross for our salvation. Been done with it. No, yeah, he, but he wanted to minister to the whole body. And then he throws in stuff like, if you ask anything, believe it in my name, I'll do it. Yeah. Present the desires of your heart. <laughs> But we got to seek him first. Otherwise, we get in the flesh with that stuff. I think our mind will hinder the blessing many times. So, you know, here's what Dustin, he put in uh, the comments today. Yes, I'd love to hear Second from Corinthians that. chapter uh, 9, 10, and 11. Here's what he says. It's what the Bible says. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food. Yeah, I preach on that sometimes. And multiply <laughs> your seed sown and increases the fruit of your righteousness. And it's so wonderful. He talks about blessing the field. So here yeah. we go. So here you have someone taking their, their profit out of their field, whether a farmer, that's figuratively speaking as well. You give it to the Lord. What does God promise? I'll bless it. And you know what? I'm going to yeah. bless where you got it from. Yes. You know why? So you can continue to give. Yeah. See, God is, we're in a giving business. Yes. Let God do the giving to us. That's so true. You bless others. Let God take care of you. Don't look for people to take care of you. Look for God to take care of you through your faithfulness and taking care of others. You know the old story, John, where they, the, the, there's this vision this guy had of all these people in hell, and they're all sitting at this long table with dinner, with food, and they got chains on so they can't reach their mouth with the food. That was hell. Oh, wow. Then they saw they had an image of heaven with the same setting table, feast, same chains, but they were able to eat because they could feed each other. Really? They couldn't feed themselves, but they, that's the kingdom of God. Right. Feeding we're we're called to, We're called to be a blessing everywhere we go. Well, let me tell you something. There is nothing worse that I can ever imagine. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, there are things that are worse, but... You know, financial difficulty is one of the worst things. It's the worst things in the world. Destroys and, marriages. And, and, and let me tell you something. I don't know anybody. <clears throat> I don't know anybody that, I guess there are some people that are born with a silver spoon. But, you know, John, anything that I've ever had, I've had to work for it. Mm-hmm. It's never been handed to me. You know, it's never been handed to me. Nor do I, <clears throat> I don't think you appreciate it as no, much as somebody hands it to you. Right. And but you you got to work hard. I mean, my education, you know, all the stuff. I mean, it was all hard. But if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Well, and you and know. I, I want to talk to our children and our daughters since she's still at home. We get to talk a little bit more. And uh, she was in a situation the other day. I said, "Honey, I said, here is where you grow." Yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh, what am I going to do? Uh, I'll just do this. It makes sense." Mm-hmm. It may be the right thing. We talked about this, but the timing may be off. Timing is critical. Oh, oh my goodness, uh, you could do the right thing at the wrong time. You can sing a song and the words be good, but the timing be off and the song, the whole it's, song. Is, it's the whole thing, the anointing, everything just dissolves yeah. away because uh, we didn't put the whole package together. So I told her, I said, you need to get along with God, pray. In fact, any time, John, this is a simple little formula for all of us that will cut things short real quick when people come and say god doesn't do this god doesn't do that and how come this and how can you got all these questions that's all right my first question is okay guesstimate for me how much time you spend alone with god a day Mm, that's good there it is yeah i said in church sunday morning at the class and i was so thankful dustin was in there with us um because we i said to him the sunday morning i said dustin i said you you are strength to john yes 
I oh, wanted yeah. to know that. I said, you're a strength to him. I didn't know he was preaching that morning. I didn't know. I just knew that that was on my heart to tell him. So I did. He's a blessing. <clears throat> but God, Amen. God's wanting us, John, to take care of each other and let God take care of us because he'll never fail you. You look at the people that he's put together in, in this arsenal uh, of, of a church called the Pauls. <clears throat> You got some and, wonderful people. You know, it's like I, I, there was a picture of the women uh, that they posted uh, down in uh, Tennessee uh, from the Winfield campus. They went on a trip? They went on a trip. And, the uh, women's group? Yeah, did. women, oh, okay. yeah. okay. There, there's, you know, 15, 20 of them. I don't That's know how awesome. many of them. And, and, you know, I just I looked at that, and I, be, I almost broke. They're your people. Well, they're God's people. I know, but I mean, you, but, God's but I, put you over to, these churches. I, I get to be a part of. I get to be a part of this, and and you know, and I don't, I don't take it lightly. And so, but you take the people that God has put into this ministry, really good quality people that we're, you know, we're we're breaking down barriers. Everything God does yeah. is connected to the beginning. That's good. Yeah, you're the beginning. Well, you got to figure it out as you go. <laughs> God's helped <laughs> you. You've had times with ministry, with your flying, with uh, uh, the daycares, where it's like, okay, God, I'm going to try one more time. Yeah. And you didn't give up. Yeah, you just try it one more time, and yet you can't ever give up. And uh, and God always will help you. He, you know, I'm just, I'm living proof that he helps you. And every day is a blessing somewhere. And, uh, you know, I don't have bad days. People say, well, man, I had a bad day. I don't have bad days. I have days where, you know, you may trip over yourself all day, which I've done, and uh, you can't seem to get stuff right. I've had days like that. But but I've not had bad days, you know, because because this is the day. Okay, how do you have a bad day if this is the day that the Lord has made? Did the Lord make any bad days? This is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Yes. And be glad in it. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say be glad with it. With it. Be glad in it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. John Sandy's here for part six. Good good preaching this morning already. Part well, six of me, rebuking the quick? blessing. Yeah. Let me say this real quick. Yeah. Uh, years ago, my spiritual mentor, she passed away. And you know the story. I've shared it before. But I want to connect something here. Um, and I was coming out of a doctor's office and got a bad report. And I always try to come out praising him, no matter what it is. And I went through the mall to go catch the bus. And I said, Lord, I really need to talk to John. And back then, as the, the mall was fairly crowded then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And all of a sudden, as I'm walking through there, I hear you holler down at me from a second or third level up. Wow. And picked me out of the crowd. And God did that. Now, what I want to say is this. God, if you allow him, everything that happens is connected to the thing before. Yeah. It's all connected. It's a process where he's training you, training you up in the way you should go. If we're supposed to train our children up, shouldn't he be training us up so we can train them? So you have to submit, though, to do that. And so now today, we didn't know this was all connected, but that was connected to us coming to the Pulse when we retired. And um, I was blessed when you said to me one day, you said, I want you to be my accountability partner. Yeah. God, see how everything's connected? Yeah. If we trust him, he'll keep it connected. If you don't, there'll be a break in the line. And if you come back, he's going to take you back to the last break and start you there. Because wow. it's got to stay connected. Yeah. He's not going to promote you when you haven't been faithful here. 
Wow. If you want to move up, you need to stay faithful. And when that's broken, find out where it broke, go back there and let him connect it again. Yes. Because he wants to con- even John even if John he has to redo our careers and things because of things we do wrong. And that happens. Right. God has a way of still keeping that whole thing connected to the beginning. Yeah, he really does, because I heard, uh, that's really good wisdom, John. I heard Steve Harvey say one time, he's got some, if you ever go on YouTube, he's got some wonderful motivational speeches Uh that he gives. Like, yeah, you really need to look at them, because, I mean, they're really good. Just look at Steve Harvey motivation. Okay, um, I haven't done that. Oh, man, and just some of the things that he says are just so good. I mean, this is his serious moments. Like before the show, after the show ends and they quit taping, yeah. he'll go out and talk to the people and tell them something. I didn't know that. And uh, it's just really so good. And um, he said, sometimes God will kick you out. He will kick you out of where you are to get you where you need to be. Mm. And so, you know, in the bank, you know, I spent 19 years in banking. And, you know, you could say, well, it's embarrassing. You know, they, they let me go after, you know, after that period of time. And then they end up selling the bank. And uh, so it was a good thing that I got out. And uh, but, you know, it was like a whirlwind. I mean, it's like you can't find a job. And it's like. You know, you're thinking, God, what are you doing? Well, here's what's interesting. Both of us have a similar story, mm-hmm. and it connected us. Yeah. See, there's your And we've example. been co- connected for 30 years. <clears throat> but on a different level now. Yeah, and, and so, you know, it's just amazing. So don't be discouraged where you're at. And, and right. I know it's hard. I know that's yeah. hard because we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, I want to tell you, you, you stop and think, two years ago, two years ago, I'm delivering groceries to people's houses, doing Instacart, yeah. and I'm doing Uber, I and I'm doing Lyft. Day. Yeah, and it's hard, and <laughs> it was hard. It is. And, and, and it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. But you're willing. But God I, went back, a- I went back to McDonald's twice during our marriage between jobs, twice. Wow. And uh, taking out trash, yeah. wiping tables, doing the breakfast dishes, hated Hated my job. Now, I, now I did, did open up the door for radio for me because you know that story where I was working the drive-through and, oh, yeah. and I started getting comments and I thought, well, maybe I should check and that's that got me in, yeah. in that area. So, well, and and so you know, don't think that none of us have arrived. Okay, no, none of us have arrived. We're, we're all we're all on a journey. But yeah, here's sure like are. I said the other day: enjoy the journey. Don't just enjoy the destination. Oh, yeah. But enjoy the journey. And and even though it's rough, that journey, you know, we're called to pick up people along the way. Well, yeah. A journey is a motion. It's a moving forward. And while you're doing it, pick up people to bring them with you. Yeah. And it may be rough at times where the water's rough and things, but just remember, God has given you, according to the Word of God, God has given you all authority over the enemy. All. I read it yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, I read it, it just wonderful. about every day. Yeah. You know, it's like every day we have victory over the over the enemy, <clears throat> and we need to, to learn to walk in that. Absolutely. John Sandy, part six. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I. I. My wife loves to, to imitate him. Another interesting <laughs> thing, too, folks, is that in the process of what God's done with our families, uh, our wives just flow together. And that's it's a wonderful thing to watch, isn't it? And, my yeah, and they have a Bible study like they, <clears throat> that involves your sister. Yes, and that's a whole different miss. Your your wife had that vision, and Connie's in a place where she's doing home care, twenty four hours a day. She had to retire. She was a nurse to take care of our sister, and I'm going there today. I go there at least twice a week to help out as well. 
but she loves studying the word and and she just she's called to do that kind of thing and here your here christy your wife had that vision connie comes in and she helps teach it yeah they take, they take turns and so they come to our house usually and now they've added a new person now they're up to oh, five yeah. they're up to five now and uh it's just it's just amazing just obey god Take it one step at a time. You may have a hiccup. You may fall. Get up. Dust your shoes off and move on and repent so that you're clear with God and move on. And take it from there. He'll pick you up right there and move on. Won't remember your past and just start working right there with you. And just, keep, you know, we say strugglers will make it. We believe if they don't give up, <coughs> strugglers will make it. So we just want to, we're here to encourage everybody that God has a wonderful plan for you. And I don't mean that figuratively or just a quote that sounds cool. Uh, I'm working on one of my devotions right now on getting to know the Father that's inside of you. We talk, we we say we say God, um, uh, I've, I've I invited Jesus into my heart, right? right? I said, but that's but I said He took you on that. He took you on that. You you invite Him in, and He took you up on it. That's what I said in my notes. Uh, he took you up on it, and this is a real deal. This is the real thing. The Father is in you. So anyway, so our notable quotable for today. Uh, pride is the belief that your sin is not in the top ten. By the way, I'm not leaving. I'm just. You really going to stay? I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm just. Well, you out say the room that they don't know that. I'll be keep right the camera. Back. Keep the camera on your seat, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll find out for sure. <laughs> okay. So pride is the belief that your sin is not in the top ten. And we have a way of doing it, don't we, folks? We kind of think, well, no one's watching. No one saw me do that. And besides, uh, Jerry down the road, he does a lot worse. Jeez, you see it. You can see bless his heart. And then we can, we can gossip now because we said bless his heart. So anyway, um, um, we, we have a way of looking at ourselves and justifying where we are. Okay, we are on part six on rebuking the blessing. And we're going to, if we, I don't know if we have time today, but we're going to get into 10 steps on ways with scripture reference, how you can rebuke the blessing. Anytime God asks anything of us, it is to fulfill his purpose for us. Okay. To do what is pleasing in his sight, not ours. And to see the rewards, not only in heaven, where we store them up, which we talked about God wanting to do his will on earth, but also in this life. Matthew 6.10 from the New King James Version. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which I referenced. Uh, folks, when God does something, he wants you to be faithful. You got to keep in mind, every time he does this, it's for two purposes, to help others, to be a servant to all, but he's also doing something to help you. The closer you get to him, the greater the blessing, the greater the treasures, the greater the the purpose for your life gets bigger and bigger. And you know what? Like in regular work situations, the more the boss can trust you, he may just promote you. And God does that all the time. So get ready to be promoted. Psalm Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4 from the New King James Version. Trust in the Lord and do good. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. It says also because he's already told us the other things to do. Trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in his land, feed from his faithfulness. That's the blessings of being faithful to God. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's awesome, isn't it? 
God cares about your desires. I was telling Sunday morning, uh, well, we cover a lot. I hope you can join us on Sunday mornings at 10. We cover a lot of territory. It's wonderful. My wife speaks and shares some wonderful things. She had some miraculous healings. She's had an out-of-body experience, just some awesome stuff. She's a great lady. Uh, but I hope you can join us Sunday morning, just like today, at 10. <clears throat> and then our service at 11 uh, a.m. But anyway, uh, we can be fulfilled and be fed from the fruitfulness of our God. Now, folks, if he's going to feed you, what kind of nourishment do you think you're going to get? You're going to get the best steak, the best fluffy baked potato. You're going to get the best. You're going to get the salad that has all the ingredients in it you love in a salad. Why? Because you've been faithful and delighting in him and doing his will, you will feed from his faithfulness. And he's going to reveal himself to you. And he's going to, he's going to promote you. <clears throat> Don't we want the best for our kids? Well, the Word tells us um, that uh, if we can give good gifts to our children, we're going to talk about that in Matthew. It's in Matthew seven eleven and in Luke eleven thirteen. We're going to do Matthew seven eleven. They're very similar anyway. But if you want to do good gifts to your children, who doesn't? Who doesn't live their life to leave their children more than what they had? Who doesn't, as a good parent? want to lead them to Christ and be an example in front of them with all of our imperfections. Well, Matthew seven eleven tells us this, that if you then, being evil, how know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts, good things to those who ask him? See the key word there? Ask. Now, you say, well, I ask for stuff all the time. But are you doing the other part? Are you dwelling in his presence and feeding from his faithfulness? Because his faithfulness is going to feed your spirit, and you're going to grow from that food. It's going to nourish you and give you strength. His faithfulness being fed to you is going to reveal who he is. You're going to get to know his voice. You're going to get to know um, what he wants from us as as you feed on the word and his faithfulness. But if you do good and you try to do God's will and you dwell in his presence, then he says, ask him. See, there's a prerequisite. We say this a lot in everything you do. You've got to line yourself up with him. I was speaking to my sister Connie the other day, and I told her, I said, if we really want to see God manifest in our life, healings and all this stuff, then we've got to pay a price. We've got to dwell with him. We've got to spend more time with him. The more you give of yourself, the more he'll give back. It's not that he's, he's responding to you. It's your, your faithfulness releases. And there's a difference, folks. If you think that God's watching you and deciding whether or not thumbs up or thumbs down on what he's going to give you, you got the wrong concept. He's already done it. He's waiting for you to get to an area and you walk with him, your faithfulness to him, receiving his blessings and feeding off his faithfulness. When you put all that together, then you become, you find yourself in a place to receive. And that's what God is waiting for, us getting to a place to receive. And when you get there, then you can ask him. Anything that desires your because you're flowing with him now. You're becoming one with him, and your desires become the same of his. We've talked about that many times. Now, notice how Jesus equates how we are evil next to his holiness in Matthew 7 and in Psalm 139. And says, and there it says in Psalm 139, he compels us to see if there be any wicked way in us. So he talks about finding wickedness in you, and he talks about if you being evil. Folks, when you're in sin— you're dwelling in an evil place. You're born in sin. 
But God wants to deliver us from having evil in us. He wants to deliver any wicked way in us. And wicked means offense. Okay? Do you get offended with him? Do you get offended with people? Do you question God instead of ask questions of God? There's a total difference there. When he asks us to not only forgive others and love them as well, it's not just for the reason already mentioned, but he knows what it will take for us to truly love our enemies and how it will transform our own lives. Folks, every time he asks you to do something that's for other people, every time, it's to help you, not just the person you're helping. When you bless someone, it opens up the door for you to receive because you now put yourself in a position Again, quote, in a position to receive. God is not deciding the way you act, whether you receive something. He has simply got it for you, gift wrapped for you, Christmas every day, waiting for you to find yourself in a position to receive. We are the ones that decide, not God. That's a trick of the devil. We, we, we're all, many of us are raised under this concept that God looks at your life, he goes to the transcript, he checks off what you did right or wrong, and then he decides what percentage he's going to bless you, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, psychologically, financially, whatever it is. But that's our concept. So because of that, now watch this, because of that, it also perverts our prayer life. What do I mean by that? You begin begging God. Oh, God, would you please, God, oh, God, this is all. We figure if we can, if it's like going to ministers to pray for us. If we feel like the minister can really get a hold of our emotions of what we're going through, he will then really pray through for us. No. No. You, you don't have to beg God for anything. Don't beg him. You're asking him to do something he's already said I'll do. Look at the word of God. It's all through there where he tells us what he's already provided for us, what he will do for us. He's not, we're not waiting for him to go through a checklist with us. Folks, if you ask according to his word, according to his will, because if you line yourself up with him, then your desires become the same of his as his, and you can now freely come to the Father. It's like I said about entering, entering his gates of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In order to be to praise him, you got to be thankful. So he tells us to be thankful first, and as we are thankful, guess what it does? Do you see this? It tells us we can now go into the inner court. So if you have a thankful heart, and I told my class Sunday, I say this a lot. I'm so sorry, but there's just so many wonderful things that God helps us with. If you bless people, if you if you are not thankful for what God's done for others, it's going to be awful hard for you to be in a position to receive. If you need to be thankful when God helps others, rejoice with them. We're talking about John's plane. I didn't mean to tie that together, but I was rejoicing with John that he has a plane. I hope there's a Learjet down the road for him. Be thankful, folks. Get excited when God helps others. Get excited when, 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 you, when you see someone being blessed with something that you want to but don't have, but they got it. Are you going to be blessing them? Hey, do you know what? I got a surprise for you. God may have you to pay the bill of a rich person. Why would I do that? I'm struggling here, and they're doing great. They don't need, that's not the point. So you miss the whole point of giving. We don't give simply because they have a need. That opens the door. 
and shows us what we need to do. But we're giving because we're there to feed from his faithfulness. We're there to do good so we can now be in a position to feed. See, I keep talking about being in a position. It's up to you and me. So we can be in a position to feed from his faithfulness. So be excited for, I'm excited for John. This man has earned it. He's worked hard. But either way, I'm excited because this is a desire of his heart. This is something he really wants. So he's got this new, it's not a new plane, but it's new to him. It's an awesome plane. They did a lot of work on it. They repainted it. God got it packaged up for him. <laughs> Remember I said Christmas every day? God God packaged it up, fixed it up, hand, hand packed it, and got it ready for him. And through a friend at the church, John found out about the church. See the faithfulness of each one of us? And because of this, John's going to help him in the process of him getting his license. Do you see how blessing, there's just one example right there. Folks, get excited when God helps people. Be a part of it. If you can help to be a part of that blessing that's started in their lives, God sees this. It's not that he says, okay, because you did that, I'll do this. No, you're being thankful for what God did for other people. Put your heart in a position, there he is, put your heart in a position where you now can receive what God has already promised. We're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. As I mentioned to John, I'm working on a 12-step devotional book, and one of the sections, one of the steps is get to know the Father that lives in you. We say, Jesus we invite you into our heart. Well, he took you at your word, and he came in. The same spirit that raised him from the dead now lives in you. Awesome, isn't it? So, so we love our enemies, and that means that God's going to transfer our lives because we were faithful. Both, if you're faithful, it's all connected to the answers to your prayers. Do you realize that? When you are faithful to God, everything you long for, everything you hope for, your future, purpose, prosperity, whatever it is, it's all tied to you simply obeying God. And these things I'm mentioning is all part of that. God knows that if we were to follow all that he asks us to do in Psalm 139, and not just pray for them, but pray with action and pray with sacrifice. Ooh, there you go. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty. You and I have to be willing to sacrifice. Now the blessings, they are far beyond that. It's kind of comparing heaven to earth. We'd have 70, 80, 90 years or so on earth, and we strive for everything we can get when God's preparing for us great things that we can't even comprehend for eternity. So we need perspective. Be ready. Uh, make the, Whatever God asks you to do, uh, do your best to obey him. Move. Make sure that what you're believing for or praying about lines up with the word of God. There are people today, folks, that are believing for things and claiming things and, and believing things that don't even line up with the word of God. You need a healing in your body? Well, let me ask you a few questions. Are you faithful? Do you spend time alone with him to build your faith? Do you listen to sermons and things from people that you respect that feed that need in your life? Do you tithe your full 10%? Now, I'm not trying to get into rituals and laws and regulations, but folks, when God tells you, if you do this, I'll do that, doesn't it stand a reason if you don't do this, I can't do that? Do you realize that tithing releases healing? Do you realize, do you remember where Jesus said to the man that was healed of leprosy? He said, don't, don't tell anybody. He said, what do I tell them? He said, go to the, the priest and show them yourself to prove that you're healed. And then he said, and give an offering according to the words of Moses. 
Folks, your giving is tied. Why is it tied to these things? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. Not having money, the love of it. Keep everything in perspective. Keep everything with an open hand. I know one minister, again, it was Reverend Morris in Texas. God at one point required him to give everything he had away. Now, I'm not saying he's going to ask you to do that. I'm just giving you an example. And you know what God said to me? This is so awesome. He shared this story. And God had him to give everything away. Now, God bless his wife that had division with him. Don't forget about the companion that that flows with you on this. Here's what God said to him. (laughs) You ready for this? He said to Robert Morris, he said, what do you want? Now, folks, God didn't just say that to throw the blow smoke. He meant exactly that. Whatever it is, what do you want? Now, God wasn't looking at the amount he gave and said, well, you gave this much, so I'm going to give you this. No, it was Robert Morris's obedience that released by being in position. Folks, write the word down. You've got to be in position. This is what this is all about. We've got to be in position for God to release. Be in position for God to release. Not for God to decide whether it's yours. He's already chosen it for you. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He chose us to. He gave you, uh, you have his DNA at salvation. The same spirit that raised him from the dead lives in you. That's part of you, isn't it? That's life inside your life. And if we allow him to have full reign, he can bring us to the place where we need to be. God, I'm telling you, folks, you need to get in a position to receive. And we're not doing that. We're doing. We're working up things. We're trying to mechanically do this. Be careful that when you, even when you, and listen carefully, even when you obey God, be very careful that you don't turn it into a ritual. I've been guilty of that. I'd go into the back room and pray an hour a day, and I found myself with certain scriptures, going through certain rituals and praying the same thing. And before you know it, I wasn't even hearing what I was saying. And I mentioned this. I quote people. It's awesome stuff out there. But make sure that that you realize that just quoting someone doesn't do it. You have to get the revelation that they have so it applies to your life. It's just like going through rituals of things of, okay, I read the Bible. This one minister, I shared this story once before. He would spend so much time with the Lord starting at 7 o'clock in the evening. And it became such, such a ritual because it wasn't fresh. He just got into a ritual that he said, God, I dread this starting at 645. And he said the story. He said, God said back to me, I dread it at 630. (laughs) Word up fresh. I'm telling you what, folks, God wants you to be fresh, fresh with him. How do you do that? Get up every day and seek his face. Folks, his face is where his glory is at. Seek his face. Seek his glory. That, like Moses, would rub off on you when you come down out of the mountain that he had to wear something over his face because the glow of the Shekinah glory on him was so great from being in God's presence. Folks, God doesn't do just, listen to me, God doesn't do anything just for one person. Now, you may have a Paul and a, a Moses and Abraham and different ones that, that God is, uses to be the part of that remnant to keep it flowing and does something wonderful with them because they're in the Bible. Folks, God's writing the Bible all the time. And there's more than one book in heaven. And he's writing these things down. If he's going to write down every idle word, Do you think he might write down all the good stuff too? Folks, we are continuing. The book of the Bible is a continuing growth. 
But see, it says, don't add or take away from the word. We're not. God is. God's continuing to flow. That's why he said the, the, the libraries couldn't hold it, because the word of God, God's word, his living word, his written word, is a continuous flow, a continual growing, because you're adding on to, adding on to, adding on to, until eternity hits. And you and I have an opportunity to get in position to receive. But we've got to be willing to sacrifice. And I'm not talking about beating yourself. I'm not talking about that kind of sacrifice where you pray until your knees hurt and all of a sudden God hears you because you hurt. No. Or because you cry. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't release anything. God is not moved by your tears. God is not even moved by your faith. Your faith is what moves God. Faith is what releases what God has for you. God's not, you know, you're praying. Do you realize you can pray amiss? Do you realize you can pray and, and be destructive? How is that possible? Because you don't pray according to the word. You're not praying what the word says. You're not lining up with the word. You're praying all kinds of stuff, and it doesn't line up with God's word. You got to eat the word. You got to get into the word and just rest in him and have a wonderful time with it. Well, we're going to pick up with Romans 8, uh, 10, uh, verses 10 and 11 next time, and hopefully get in here real soon those 10 points on how examples of how you can rebuke the blessing. And it's a, it's a continuous list. I just picked out 10. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you for the opportunity to be together this morning. I pray that everyone listening is encouraged. God has the best for you. He has plans for you. It's all worked out. He knew you before you were formed, so therefore he knows. And everything he touches in your life, he leaves a little bit of his DNA. And we become more and more and more like him as we travel this road. So after a while, we are more like him than we were last year, even maybe yesterday. Because you chose. Here's another little thing I'll throw out real quick. We are called not to walk alongside of Jesus. We are called to walk in his footprints because that is where we're supposed to dwell, in him. It's not about us anymore, but it's for us. Not about you, but it's for you. And he wants you to walk in his footprints, not alongside. He wants you to become one with him. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We speak healing, blessings, encouragement. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart, folks. It's yours if you walk in it and you can claim it. it. You just have to get in a position to receive it. That's all you need. It's up to us. So may you receive blessings, encouragement today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. John Sandy, awesome job today. And if you want to become a part of this ministry, not only do you listen, but you want to partner with us, you can text the word PULSE to one. 304-244-3187. Go to thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasway, West Virginia, 26624. And join us again tomorrow morning, Wednesday, 8 a.m., for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.